Hello and welcome to the Parent Reality Podcast. I'm your host, Versa Duplessis from Autist IQ and dad to two autistic sons. I'm joined as always by Johanny Mayrang, founder of Parent Reality. Hello, Johanny. Hello, Vista. Okay, so today we're going to be discussing accepting your child's diagnosis and denial of diagnosis. So tell us, Johanny, uh, when it comes to accepting your child's diagnosis, what are the common issues that parents are dealing with? The main issues, I would say, is that it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to accept your child's diagnosis. When when you are in that situation we have where you are going into a process of receiving diagnosis or just receiving diagnosis spot on when you go to the doctor of your child, it, it's really a hard, hard life event to process. And most of us just fall into denial of it, even if we're not really aware of how our denial is presenting. Okay, and how common is it for these feelings of, of denial? It's very common, it's it's very common and it's so natural, you know, for, for us to feel that. If you think of a car accident, you know, when you're in a car accident, it's a shocking event, um, something you didn't expect, something you you know, didn't plan for, and still it happens. And and when you walk out, if you can, <laughs> walk out of a car accident, or if you regain consciousness, it's almost, you know, most of the people say in situations like that, um, I can't believe that this happened, or it's like it's not true. And, and that's exactly what we feel, you know, is like when you have received this news that you cannot actually believe that it's happened and and it mostly normally most of the time is like you walk with that feeling for quite a while mm. you know that it's actually not happening yeah I've, I've in our experience we didn't even su suspect that christian was autistic so um when when <laughs> when the doctor said that uh, she thought that uh, he's autistic we just we didn't we didn't believe it for mm. for the longest time, we just couldn't. It, it it made no sense because of what our perceptions was of what autism is. Mm. Uh, it just didn't gel. And then, you know, as time goes on, and you start to realise that oh, okay, well, there's a there's a reason why these people go to medical school for a decade. Uh, <laughs> they they possibly they understand what it is that they're talking about. Um, but we had we had loads of something I I especially struggled with is thinking why my child? Mm. Um, how common is that, and how do you deal with that? None of us, you know, fall pregnant and dream about your child thinking that there's going to be a problem. You know, um, none of us do that, and then and then the next thought is so. But why? Why did this happen? It's just that question can can really run you into walls um, many times in your life. I've, I've realized that because I think that question is what drives us into fixing our children. You know, we, we try to um, establish the cause so that we can fix the cause, you know, or make it go away or... Um, just give it a pull. <laughs> but usually 
there is no real answer to why my child. It's, you know, why do people get cancer? And why does children die in a car accident? What is the answer to that? We, it's not a question that, that is a constructive one to meditate on, I feel, for too long. What's the effect that denial can have on our lives? How does it impact our lives as parents and those of our children? The, the most important thing I've experienced, and I can also see in our group um, many times, you know, as people join, is that we become so almost over-obsessed of fixing the problem to make it go away that we forget to enjoy our children. And, and that is a, it's a hard one because our, our whole survival instinct as parents is to protect your child and to, you know, take every danger away from them and to help them in any possible way. But in a situation like this, um, it's hard to first really uh, just take note of what you are protecting and where are, am I really helping my child and not just focusing on fixing my child. I think that's what denial does. It, it mm. makes us focus on fixing our children instead of loving them and working with what we have in this situation. Um, and, and then many times, actually what needs to happen is us getting to terms with what's happening. They are already to, on terms with that because they were born like that or they, 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 they maybe went through a traumatic event, but they are living it and they are coming to terms with it. But we as parents need to come to terms with that. Okay. And I, I suppose when you're still in denial, you might think that acceptance is like giving up. How do you, how do you deal with that? How do you, what would you say to parents that feel that, that has that little voice inside them that tells them that accepting my child's disability um, and not constantly trying to fix them is giving up? Mm -hmm. It's, 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 once again, it's normal, it's natural. The, the truth is, you are definitely not giving up, but you are working with what you've got. And, and you, your eyes opens up more with where you are and where your child is. And helping them in that state of mind, most probably most of the times, are more constructive. If, if we go denial and fix it usually it's not really constructive it's over and above what really needs to be done where with acceptance i found that you know when i'm calm about what's happened and i have accepted that this is what we're dealing with suddenly it's almost as if new avenues open up because i am calm in my thoughts i'm calm in my heart and i'm really seeing my child for who he or she is and oh, and, and that's beautiful. It's beautiful. Mm. It's different, but it's beautiful. For those parents out there that are still struggling with with feelings of denial, what kind of support is there? What is out there to help them? That's a hard one, because <laughs> we as parents really have support, and um, it's something at this stage that that parents will have to go and look for. Um, you will have to go and look for someone to help you go through your denial 
you know, speaking maybe with other parents who has gone through it and you can see that they have peace and you can see it right away. It's it's something that's very evident, you know, another special needs parent um, going through the motion, still having a, a busy and challenging life, but they have peace about their situation. Um, you know, just, just sit with those people really helps to just talk to them, but also maybe getting a life coach or a counsellor or a psychologist to help you work through these issues um, as you can identify them yourself. Okay, so is that what's the kind of help that a that a life coach can give you in this in this regard? I think the beauty about life coaching is that um, no one is really going to tell you what to do, what not to do, and um, give you right and wrong answers, I don't know, maybe trying to direct you because life coaching reflects a lot and and it's it's more about what you're experiencing and how you, together with a coach, can make a plan for your situation than it is about someone giving you advice because it's usually very hard for anyone else not living and that psychologist and clinical psychologist and everyone as the like to tell you how to handle your situation with your child and how to not, you know, constantly go into crisis or survival mode if they haven't lived that reality. Well, that's that's been very, very useful. I think uh, it's time to move on to our audience questions. And we have another question from the WhatsApp group. And uh, this lady asks, my child has been diagnosed with higher functioning autism, but the diagnosis is being questioned by the school and my family. Is it worthwhile getting a second opinion? I do agree that a child, a parent knows, they know. They know when diagnoses are maybe not accurate and they know when um, what was said in that room correlated with what they experience but it never it never you know it's never bad I think to go for a second opinion it's just very hard always to get doctors aligned in the same um, diagnostic criteria exactly the same if you know what I'm saying because there is the DSM they have to go according to the DSM but but you don't know what doctor to choose. I mean, from the start, you don't really know what doctor to choose. But if if you do that, I would really suggest to first do lots of research and make sure that you you can get to someone that other parents also trust and have good experiences from. Okay, thank you very much. Well, that's I think that's it for today. Uh, thank you everybody for joining us again, and we hope you found the conversation useful. So join us again next week when we'll be discussing special needs and family relationships. And as always, if you want to get in touch, search Parent Reality on Facebook and Instagram. Visit the website and don't forget to send your questions to podcast at parentreality.co.za. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. It really helps other people find this podcast. And don't forget to share on social media. Thanks for listening, everybody. And until next week.